1: Welcome to the After Hour Sessions podcast. This is your host D Rock, and I'm joined by a very special guest, someone who is really just taking the session wrestling world by storm over out in Europe, and she is gracious enough to give the time today, uh, and adjust with my wonky uh, getting up the with mixing up the uh, time zones here. So I appreciate her doing that but everyone please give it up for the amazing amazon sapphire stone and thank you so much for joining me.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's so great to be here.
1: Right. And I and I do. I appreciate. We were talking before we hit record uh I'm I'm going to get better with it. I keep when I have people from, you know, overseas and stuff i'm always like i go on that google time and i'm like oh this is the time and then it's like nope it's usually an hour off so i'm (laughs) I'm gonna get better with it i promise
0: it's okay we can just blame google don't worry
1: that's (laughs) true. we can do that for everything just blame google and apple it's it's all their fault
0: exactly 100 percent. i mean hopefully they won't come and sue me if they hear this but yeah (laughs) right
1: right right they you know i'll take the heat if they come after you just put it just put it over here Okay, That's cool. Fine.
0: We've got this on recording now, so I'll take that. That will be my oh, um, alibi, my <laughs> testimony That's true.
1: That's true. <laughs> no, but I, I, I really appreciate you coming on. And I guess I'll start with the first question. Were you always kind of curious about being, you know, like in the session wrestling dom world? Or how did you kind of find out about this world?
0: do you know what prob- no if you had probably spoken to me like I don't know four maybe five years ago which sounds like a long time right but in retrospect it's really not that if you had told me that this is what I would be doing now and interested in I would have literally laughed in your face but it just shows that you know you never know what's going to happen um yeah it's been one of those things like I've always been taller or I've always been bigger um and then when I was growing up it was definitely something that I think, I don't know if like a lot of the Amazons will say this, but you kind of like struggle with it. You get bullied for it. You get a lot of like heat for it. Um, and it kind of, as I got older and obviously like when you post more on social media and stuff like that, I just, people were just drawn so much more to it. And even in just like my daily life, it would just be the constant questions, um, about my height and then like about my weight and how strong I was and this type of thing. Um, and then I would just get random DMs and stuff being like, can you lift me? Can you do this? Can you do that? And I didn't really think anything of it. Of it, Like, it's only probably until I actually started doing this um, myself that I realized how much of a community and how much of a world um, that there actually is for all of this type of stuff.
1: Mm. So, and that's interesting because you're right. From previous guests and from myself who do, does sessions, that is something... A lot of the the women who have come on here and it's a shame have had to deal with is feeling you know uncomfortable with their height and and dealing with people's nasty comments or insensitive comments um how were you able to kind of take the negative of people and their their ignorance and kind of make that a positive and and become confident with your because you're six foot three yeah Like, how how were you able to kind of overcome that and and start to feel a little more comfortable in your own skin?
0: Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's it's taken me a long time. And I think it's one of those things that and again, not uh, necessarily everybody will agree, but it's one of those things that you're constantly working towards developing yourself and becoming more confident in yourself Mm. and um, finding what you're comfortable within and sort of who you are as an individual. Um, It might be slightly different for me because I've always been tall and I actually slowed down as I got older. So I was like freakishly, freakishly taller than everybody else when I was like much younger. Um, So it's not one of those things that I've suddenly had to adjust to like overnight if I had like a growth spurt or anything like that. Um, And I think (laughs) in a weird way, you do just get used to it. Like even when I'm out and about, even now, especially if I go out like clubbing or out with friends and especially when people have had a couple of drinks and they, you know, lose those inhibitions that right. obviously comes to the forefront of their head so in a day-to-day aspect my tolerance of that nowadays is very very low like I do not tolerate that at all now like if someone's going to come up to me and be rude to me then they will get it right back um so that I think in that that definitely an unlocked a side of me that I didn't know that I had um in terms of like the domination side and things like that but I think in doing this, it definitely helps a lot. I was actually having this conversation with one of the um, other Amazonians the other day and we were talking and uh, we were just saying that it's nice because obviously you put yourself out there and you put yourself out there in a lot of different ways, Um, even if you may not necessarily feel comfortable doing. um, And it's kind of like then people pick up on things that they actually really like, but it's something that you don't like about yourself. So then you sort of learn to go, oh, okay, actually, that's not that bad or rather than looking at it with such a negative connotation, you then start to change your mindset and go, well, actually, like, my legs are much bigger than everybody else's, but they're also stronger, and they do, do you get what I mean? So it kind of right. really does help, like, change how you look at things sometimes. It's quite interesting.
1: Right, and especially because I, I I believe, I mean, I don't want to assume, but it's probably the same over in England that, like, there's such, like, wrong misrepresentation and you know we're getting better at it now but it's still a long way to go of just how a woman's body or a man's body is supposed to look and it's so often so honestly dangerous it's Uh um it it can that really kind of also affects especially growing up you know young women young men like growing Uh up and seeing it and thinking oh this that is the one way I'm supposed to look and if I don't then something's wrong. And and that's, that's terrible.
0: Oh, hugely, And I think growing up, it, you know, growing up, especially becoming a teenager and stuff. And I think, you know, nowadays with social media being what it is, it is so much harder to try and accept yourself for who you are, despite obviously there's a, a huge, you know, promotion and sort of movement in terms of like whole inclusivity and everything like that. But I still think there's obviously a huge element where people are like, Oh, you have to look a certain way. And weirdly enough, like, people are getting taller, people are getting bigger, you know, the advancements in terms of things like sports science and stuff, athletes are becoming stronger and quicker, and just all the time we're moving forward, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, the fact that there is still so much, like, a taboo around stuff, um, I think is something that really needs to change. And, again, I don't know I could be wrong, because I'm obviously only speaking from the European side. Um, But, like taller women still isn't like a huge thing over here um I people might disagree with me on that one but it's just like obviously you'll go over to the US and you'll go over to like Canada and places like that and for the most part you can get like as an example for me so I have size UK 10 feet which mm-hmm. for, for a woman is big but they you know but trying even now to get women's shoes in my size is such a nightmare. And it's probably only been in sort of the last year or the last two years. But you can actually get shoes that are sort of within that sort of size. But it all has to be online. You can't just walk into a store and get them.
1: Right, right. Right. Um, mm-hmm.
0: And that was one thing that I found sort of growing up being tall, not just taller, but bigger as well, because obviously I'm not straight up and down by any means. So like I go with all of my friends who are like five foot nothing and we'd walk into a shop and they could buy whatever they wanted because they had their size, but they might have my size, but it wouldn't be long enough or it just wouldn't be big enough. And it would just like, I couldn't, the only time I've ever been able to walk into a shop and buy a pair of shoes in my size is if it was immense. And I feel like that's still something in the market that is like, massively neglected in a in a weird way,
1: mhm, no so you're it, absolutely right,
0: yeah, so I'm kind of hoping that obviously, in terms of all of this, and I know that there's so many more girls like that are coming forward on the European side into the amazonian Amazonian community. I love that, I think that is great I'm all for that um but I think again, it's just like the whole thing's such a taboo, and it just it shouldn't be like like smaller guys, taller girls, like we're all here for it. It should it should be right. A thing.
1: Right. And that's where it's so weird because there's a lot of things that are like negative when it comes to the internet and social media, but I you know, sometimes I have to check myself and be like there's the positive too, which is uh you you're it's easier to find community through the internet than like, you know, back in the 90s. Back in the 90s it'd be hard for us to meet, you know, I'm in the East coast in America and you're in, in England. Like it'd be hard mm. for us to connect. Like we're connecting now. Yeah, um, exactly. So it, it's like, it's like you, I look at the cons all the time with the internet and social media, but I, I'm like, I have to be fair. There's the positives. And so many great points you've made. And and the, the first one I wanted to to follow up with you on is seeing, cause I, I uh, have certain, I, I can say for me, I'm about five foot 10 so I uh, have certain relatives who are like, you know, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and mm-hmm. them talking about like the importance of having like within their like intermediate family or even if a little bit distant, having other people who can relate. And then from talking to other people who are really tall and the struggles they had where not only in school or when they went out they didn't relate but even inside their own home they were the only one who was really tall so i was wondering Mm -hmm. is was that they did you have a tall family which could kind of maybe help you know you feel like kind of like relatable or did you not find that until you joined this community
0: Um, I think the the understanding of the, you know, like the whole tall girl problems, um, especially in the dating scene, like that is one thing I will say again, just speaking from my own experience, like you get so much shit for being a tall girl in the dating community. Like (laughs) it's horrific. It became like a running joke between my friends and I, because, you know, when you're on like the dating apps or whatever, and then um, like someone would see your height and then you'd guarantee to get the typical like, oh, I'd climb you like a tree type vibes um all you know all the good stuff um but anyways so for me like in terms of my friends and stuff I'm the tallest out of my friends by far um I think I'm the tallest female by far out of my immediate and extended family um my nan was tall but I also had a very short nan as well um so Mm -hmm. she kind of she when I was younger she was very much like you know stand tall be proud of who you are And that was great, but she was very um, like slight, very lean. So she was, you know, very much straight up and down. And I think for me, that was the biggest thing that I struggled with because I wasn't just tall, but where I'm bigger as well. So when people go, like, you'd get the whole, you're not fat, you're just big, and. I think it's just harder because for me, like, because I'm quite a loud sort of outgoing person anyways, I just, there is nowhere for me to hide. Like, you literally will see me and hear me at the exact same time. There is not one that comes before the other, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, So I think for me, like, if I was younger and I knew about tall girls, especially, you know, in positions of things that they think that you can't do, Um, whether that's related to your height or your weight or whatever. Like, I think I probably would have felt very differently growing up um, because I did spend a lot of my time just wanting to hide and be shorter and stuff like that. And then obviously now you come into the community and you see that there's so many wonderful, absolutely beautiful women Mm -hmm. um, who, you know, are successful in their fields and doing this. um, And equally, you look at all of them and they're all very, very different, but yet they all for me anyways, they all bring something different. Um, So for me, like if people try and compare me to somebody else, I'm like, there's no point comparing me because we're not the same and they will do something much better than what I can do, um, you know, vice versa. Um, But I think, again, because obviously there is the fetish element to it, I think a lot of people just look at it and go, oh, no, it's just like a sexual thing to do this that, and the other. But at the end of the day, like, it shouldn't matter whether I'm sat there with somebody who's, you know five for eight or six for eight if we get on well whether Mm -hmm. that's you know platonically romantically whatever um then those physical characteristics shouldn't come into it and I feel like we're still like a lot of people just don't seem to get that if that makes sense
1: oh for sure for sure um and that's a question I hope it's not too personal but it's it's interesting like from talking to uh actually talking to tall women and tall men and like I said, I'm just it's just my sample size, so I didn't like poll, you know, a lot of people. But like mm-hmm. I but having conversations, it's interesting talking to tall women and hearing them talk about dating and it being like, you know, were you comfortable or are you comfortable dating someone shorter or did, did you always feel that way? And it's funny I've talked to tall men. And I'm thinking, like, man, if I had your height, like, we wouldn't even have that whole, like, weird society thing. And a lot of times mm. they they have told me that they like dating shorter women, which I'm always like, oh, that's interesting <laughs> and different. So it's always like a weird – and then I meet shorter women who are, like, one, and then they're going after a guy 6'4", and I'm like, oh, <laughs> you know?
0: Uh, honestly, like, this is one thing that actually does, like, slightly touch on earth with me, right? So I've got a younger sister and my younger sister's five at six. So whenever we go out, people obviously don't realise that we're actually sisters. And again, we've had that so many times. And I'm like, look, if you just think that we're a lesbian couple, just ask us, like, it's fine.
1: <laughs> but it's it's
0: hilarious because you literally just see people worm their way around. They're like oh so um are you two like friends are you like college buddies I'm like bear in mind there's what five years age difference between us I'm like we're not really college buddies but you know <laughs> and um, they're like you know are you gym buddies what and then you can just, you just waste like you can just see it in their head you just want them you're just waiting you know to try and uh say that you know you're like a gay couple or something I'm like oh no we're sisters And they're like what and I'm like yeah And this is even people that I've, like, known. And, honestly, it kills me every time. But we were having a conversation once. And we were like, describe your ideal man. And she turned around to me. She went, yeah, 6'4 would do me fine. And I just sat there and I went, are you kidding me? She was was like, yeah, because I can still wear heels with him. I was like, you can still wear heels with him, even if he's not 6'4. Right, right. And I've had it before as well with guys because for me personally like i've dated people who are much smaller and i've also dated people who are much taller like height doesn't come into it for me if i vibe with you as an individual we vibe like our height only um counts for so much and i just like everyone goes when you talk about the sexual sense they're like oh is it not the same in sex or whatever and i'm like no i'm like you're the situation you're all the same size laying down like
1: right right
0: it is what it is i've had this conversation so many times as well and um yeah, I, that is one thing, for, and I'm going to sound sound so stereotypical in saying this, and I realise that, but I have found that the taller guys do like the really short girls, and I don't mean as in, like, 6'4", and, you know, maybe, like, a girl that's, like, 5'10", or 5'8". I'm talking about, like, a guy who's, like, 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and is dating, mm-hmm. like, a 5-foot girl. And, again, like, that's completely fine, but then, when being a tall girl, and you get people who are, like, oh, my God, you're so tall, like, I would never date you, um, like... One of my favorite quotes was, "I want to be able to throw my woman, not my woman throw me." And I was like, "Okay." (laughs) It's just one of those. It just it's like a smack in the mouth that you're just like, "Okay, I'm too talky." It's fine.
1: Well, you know, and it does, and it just harps on so many of those stereotypes, and at 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 times it's frustrating. And but I can be honest, and I hope no one gets offended. It's also fascinating to me because it's like Mm. I tell people all the time, like. You know, when it comes to not just your dating, but even picking out friends, picking out, you know, a job or your 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 business part, whatever, like you have to check off things that you, you know, that are positives in that person or, it, or negatives and things that you don't want to, you know, be friends with or date or work with. So, like, mm-hmm. we all need to kind of do those things, but I'm like, when I'm talking to people, like obviously what's on the inside is number one, but I'm like, that's kind of boring (laughs) to have the conversation because it's like, yeah, nice, sensitive, caring. It's like, yeah, that's, that's great. But like, we all say the same things, but I'm kind of like, it's fascinating because I'm like, it doesn't mean it's nothing wrong, but people have just physical preferences Hmm. and it's kind of fascinating to hear or see those who, who don't really have them or they kind of flip it. And it's like, uh, it's always interesting because for me being, you know, five ten, which is like, you know, a little above average. Mm. And it was like, man, if I saw a woman who was like my height or taller, my mindset wasn't like, I was still very attracted to her, but I was like, she's probably not going to want to talk to me. Cause I'm not six four or something, but I'm a bigger guy. I've always dealt with being a thick and big guy. So that, mm. that kind of was like my thing. I'm like, well, I'm not like, Really, I still am like strong and stuff. So like maybe that could kind of sway it. But then when I talked, I have all my friends growing up were all the smallest was six three next to me. Everyone else six four, six five, six six, you know, a yeah. couple more six fours. So I was always the shorter one in the picture and I would talk to them and they would be like, Oh man, five two. And I'm like, well, I mean, which is cool, but I'm just like, really? I'm like, <laughs> if I was your height, I, I did nothing would stop me from, you know, going up to anyone like any woman like and the thing with me is like like if i i use a hypothetical if i saw you i would be like oh man she's so attractive she seems so cool and funny but i'm like she probably would, like my thing was always you probably wouldn't want to look at me Mm. which is really like reverse kind of
0: yeah do you know i've heard that so much um and like i went out probably a good couple of months ago now with a guy who was like five five
1: Mm-hmm. absolute
0: gen honestly an absolute sweetie um couldn't fault him whatever and he said the exact same like all of his friends like obviously he's a he's on the shorter side and all of his friends are taller um and again he's found the same thing they've all got a preference for like girls or women shorter than him whereas for him he's the opposite he really likes taller women which is great i'm like i'm here for it obviously hence why we went out um,
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: but i think yeah, it definitely is interesting and I've heard that a lot. Like for me personally, like I don't get approached and obviously there's pros and cons to that because people kind of leave me alone. But again, I use my sister as an example, um, but like when we've been out, she gets hit on like all the time and I'm like, you go, girl. I'm like, let's get it. Um, and <laughs> obviously, you know, I'm 25 now, so that's been the case, you know, when you're like looking today and, you know, find your person and all this jazz. So I've been out like a fair few times now right as in not as in like on dates and stuff but I mean just like going out clubbing going out with your friends going out in public do do where your friends get hit on and um it's it's just not a thing to me like I just it just I just do not get hit on and I I've had this conversation quite a few times and I think it's just because I do look really unapproachable which is fine um Mm-hmm. But I think when you're younger, again, I know when I like was probably like 18, first going out, things like that. It used to really bother me because I used to see all my friends getting hit on and stuff. And then you're instantly like, well, the common denominator in that is me. So what is it about me that isn't good enough? And I think sometimes like there is that misconception. And again, I can't speak for everybody because everybody's different. But that like, if you're like a taller guy, uh, sorry, a shorter guy, or you know you might be slighter or you know you don't fit the general stereotype or consensus of how people think that a man should be These bunny fingers when i say this as well yeah so they automatically think like oh if she's a taller bigger woman then she's not going to want to go for a shorter guy but like the first guy i dated for like a good year i think he was like five seven five eight and we got along great so right. i think it just shows that there just isn't I don't know for me I'm just kind of like it only counts for so much for me it's more about the person it's more about the company that you're with like imagine if you're with someone who was like a really naff person but you were in the most incredible place you still wouldn't be able to enjoy it as much as if you were like sat in a mcdonald's with like somebody who makes you absolutely laugh your socks off
1: yes yes and
0: I think again like I understand it with the whole, like, you know, if you look evolutionarily, it's like men looking after the women and the women are the housewives and stuff like that. Like, that is definitely not me. I'm not a housewife by any means. I seem to break, like, all gender norms. I'm the worst excuse for a woman ever. Not Um, at all. Not at all. (laughs) um, But it's just, like, just... It's not like that anymore. Like, even if you think about, like, same-sex couples, like, for me, so I'm bisexual. I was dating a girl earlier in the year who was five foot two. And... um, even that in itself, obviously, there was a significant height difference there with her being five foot two. But it was no different than if she was a guy. It was literally just that there was just a big height difference.
1: Right, right. And and, and a, uh, I, I think you're the best of what being a woman is because it is. I think that's what makes life great is the complexity. There's no one way. Same with masculinity. I think, you know, we define it how we define it. And I think that's mm. awesome that you're so many layers to you and complex. That's what makes it like beautiful and a great thing. Um,
0: oh, thanks. I'm like Shrek. I'm like an onion has layers.
1: Yes. <laughs> 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 so I gotta, that's, that's, what, that's what's beautiful about it. And it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's funny because... Uh, I was talking with uh, Michaela Miles like a few weeks ago, and a lot of times. Oh, absolute
0: um... queen. Yes. Right?
1: Right? Uh, yes. Micha- I love Michaela. <laughs> love Michaela.
0: I know. I see all of her stuff, and I'm like, she is the literal like don of this. Like, yes.
1: Oh, yeah. She's, and she's just, uh, I still keep thinking the, the episode I posted it a few weeks ago, and uh, that epi- I texted her the other day. Like, I still think about the conversation we had and, and like different, like, points that we brought up and like the realness of is it. like i think about it every day it was that like powerful of a conversation
0: oh and, i love uh, that
1: yeah oh it was so cool and and the, the thing is it's like talking about like a lot of times whether male or female or however you identify people will then think like okay well if you're really tall or you know you're big then you must be dominant but a lot of times and i can even say from my own personal experience Talking to uh, a woman who is, you know, five ten, five eleven, six foot, and tall and thick and you know beautiful inside and out, but their personality is more feminine. Like that's how they go. They're more submissive. And mm-hmm. then so you think, but people always automatically assume, like, oh, she's going to throw me around, and she's more submissive. That's by nature. And then you talk to someone who's like, I've talked five foot five one. And they are, they're, they're the, they're the boss lady. They're in charge. And it's like, yeah. but, you know, people look and say, oh, she's little and sweet. And, you know, sweet person, but is no doubt a badass and will take charge. And it's like, you can't, it's all really like, it's your personality. And it's like the mindset. You know what I mean? That's really what it comes mm. down to. Size doesn't really have anything to do with it.
0: No, not at all. I think it's interesting that you make that point, actually, because when you say about that, it just makes me think of like when you're growing up, like because when you're taller um, and again, obviously I only speak for myself, but when you're taller, you're almost having to like apologize for being taller and being bigger because you automatically get that assumption that you're going to be um a bully or you're going to be horrible mm-hmm. or you're going to be big and you're going to be strong so you i don't know but i feel like that's probably a reason why my personality is the way that it is because i when growing up i'd always go oh, i thought you were going to be the school bully or you know i thought you'd be really horrible but you're actually really nice and because you automatically get like that label put on you you'll then develop as you're developing you're then trying to like roll reversal so that you're not like that um and then again i could obviously be speaking complete. um rubbish right now but again with like smaller women it's like they almost have to fight for their place they have to almost like shout to be heard Mm -hmm. um and I think that is potentially why you do get some people who when they're bigger they're actually kind of like the whole gentle giant vibe and then you get like the five foot like bad bitches who will come in like if you went out with my friends and I like I've got a couple of friends who are like five foot and out of like the two of us Like, if you had one of them who was the five foot and then me, I can guarantee you it would be her that would be the one that would be getting stuck in first. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like, I just love that. But it is so, so true. And again, but I think it just all comes down to people's assumptions and then when they get to know you as a person. And I think, like, that's one of the interesting things um, in terms of the community and stuff like that, because there is an element where... um, you know people are like oh i want you to be big i want you to be strong i want you to be dominant and stuff which is fine like that's great but there's also there's also people who are like oh i do want you to just be like nice and whatever so i think you know sometimes it is kind of you have to work and sort of work with both sides you know
1: absolutely absolutely and um and i'll say this point um well a couple because it's funny um you know in the past like i've date, i dated someone who was you know like i said i'm 5'10 but i was always thick i lift so i was you know anywhere 280 to 300 at some points like you know thicker and uh i was dating someone who was 5'1 and she was curvy but was shorter and we were out at like the the local grocery store and like someone like cut in line or, and I was like chill and whatever. And she was the fiery one and I wasn't. And so the the, <laughs> the person who cut in front was looking at me like, Hey, I don't want any issues, but but, but, but he started going. And I was like, Hey man, you think I'm the one you don't yeah, want to mess I'm with not. her. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to be <laughs> calm. This- yeah. I'm going to be calm. But he was like worried about me. I go, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want her involved. And then like, she got involved, and then when she started going, then he looked to me like, hey, man, I want to reason with you. And, talk. and I go, I had to warn you, buddy, like, it's not me. You think it's me. I'm not the – I really don't care. It's like spot's a spot, to spot, whatever. But I'm like, she's going to get in your grill. But that will always be the thing where people would be like, I don't want to mess with – and I'm thinking, you know, it's I, so I defend myself. If I have to. I'm not a badass at anyway. But, like, yeah, she would kickbox and do all those things, and then people would be like, oh, I don't want to mess with you, buddy. And I'm thinking – that's I not what you need to worry I, about yeah honestly you probably you would do better <laughs> off picking me than her like yeah, like, yeah you yeah. know I, I wouldn't tell them i'd just be like oh yeah okay but, but i'd be like uh oh, you, <laughs> you know
0: you've got your back up just like stood behind you kind of thing
1: <laughs> oh, oh yeah yeah i'm like she's she's my bodyguard honestly I'm like she's got my back you know but it's oh, um i love that it, it's just always that thing and and um i remember my my older brother he's about like a couple inches taller, but was always thin growing up. So mm-hmm. when he went to college, you know, he, his last year, he went, he switched campuses and he went to a campus that was in a real rough part of Philadelphia. And mm-hmm. my mom and, you know, my grandma, they were all really worried for him, like concerned and worried. And they're like, I don't know how he's going to be down there. So then years later, I wind up going to the same university and I was thinking, I was preparing, you know, like, I'm going to tell her, hey, don't worry. Don't give me the speech. I know how to, you know, be watchful. It's fine. But then, like, the whole time she didn't say anything. And at first I was like, great, I don't hear the annoyance. But then I kind of was like a little hurt. I was like, does she not care? Like, she's not worried. She was so worried about him, but now it's fine. So one day I just asked her. I was like, how come you never gave me the speech and always worried like you were for him? And she was like, well. Your uncle. I was talking to him one day on the phone, and he said, "You see how big he is? No one's going to mess with him." And I said, "You're right." So I never said anything. And I go, "Oh, okay." I was like, "I was like, I'll take it, I guess." Like, "All right." Like, I was like, "I was like, I was getting a little offended for a while." I was like, geez, you don't care?" Like, I started thinking I'm going to make 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 like make up stories, being like, you know, I almost got robbed or something, like just to get like some affection. (laughs) <laughs> I'm like, I thought it was like, you just didn't care. She was like, no, oh. he's pointing out how big you are. And he said, no one's going to mess with you. And it's like, it's like a weird secret. It's like, honestly, if you did mess with me, I don't know who would win. Or you probably would win. But I just mm. kind of roll with it. So there are the pluses and minuses to it, too, where it's like, it is what it is.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. I think, yeah, it's just that kind of like unspoken thing, isn't it? its If you see like a big beefy person, you're actually like, no. I'm definitely not gonna um, mess with them, but then nine times out of ten, the person that is gonna go is gonna be the, the shorter one. Stood behind them, he like goes off like a rocket, and you're like, "Oh, okay."
1: Mm-hmm. You're like, you're like, switch back, switch back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tap out, tap out. <laughs> yeah, like I want you, I want you. Um, but no, uh, so I guess, how was it for you, like that initial? Jumping into this world because I'm always fascinated by it. Like, and I always admire everyone because that's why I love these conversations because it's such an awesome job, but it's unique and it's not sadly in the norm yeah, for people. I agree. So it's like, but I think it's so cool. And I love people like, you know, like you said, Shrek with Shrek with the layers and onions, people who say, screw it. And they don't care. And they put themselves out there and do, what makes them happy so how was that transition for you to like kind of start being a a a session wrestler slash dom um
0: I mean it's definitely interesting right because I've obviously only started doing it since like March this year and then you get some of the girls um who have been doing it for like forever and are absolute icons um so for me there's definitely you know in the few months I've been doing it there's been a lot of lessons there's been a lot of um oh maybe I should have done that slightly differently but at the same time it's been absolutely amazing otherwise I still wouldn't obviously be doing it um I think it's definitely interesting there's still a massive taboo around it I genuinely am not somebody who um publicizes my life um whether you know me you know personally in like my inner circles or you know me outside you won't really tend to know about me doing stuff until I've done it um but I actually made the really stupid mistake of uh getting into this in my final year of uni and doing two courses on the side so then trying to do that and juggle this was just an absolute nightmare right. um which yeah I just apparently I just like to not make my life easy at all <laughs> um so I think that was definitely interesting but equally the people that have been here since I started like I am so grateful for and even when I get like the chance to chat to them um like a couple of days ago I was talking um to one of them um like one of my followers who has literally been here from you know day dot, and I was like I am so appreciative for the fact that you've been here for this entire time because it is nice because I think and again I don't know if anybody else gets it but you do get imposter syndrome and you're kind of like Mm -hmm. oh what if I'm not good enough and especially you know as it grows and you'll see you know the girls that are maybe like taller or maybe they can lift more or they've you know got more followers or they've got a bigger name and you know you kind of sit there and you're like oh should I really be doing this but equally like you get the people who Like, if I have sessions with people and I get to talk to them and I'm like, do you know what? Like, you are actually such an amazing person. And I think it is really sad because there is, as I said earlier, there is still that, like, stigma that it is just a purely, like, sexual, like, fetish type thing. And that's fine. Like, that's absolutely fine. Like, everybody is into what they're into. And that's one thing that I definitely want to promote is that it you know, this entire thing should be a people friendly, like kink friendly environment. And I say to people, they were like, oh, I've got a bit of a weird request. And I'm like, well, tell me. I'm like, because if I'm not comfortable doing it, then I will tell you. But right. equally, it's so hard for some people, hence why a lot of people don't want, you know, you to know who they actually are or their face or, you know, why they might use like a fake profile or whatever so they're already feeling that level of vulnerability so for them to then come to you and go look this is what I'm into or you know would you you know possibly mind doing this or whatever For if you had then have someone turn around and go you know feed into their insecurities and just start being horrible to them like they're never going to want to explore that again and I think that's what it should be like don't get me wrong like mine and the girl's safety is paramount and I think Mm -hmm. a lot of um our followers and stuff are respectful of that and obviously that um like the stipulations that we put in place for stuff like for me especially the sessions and whatnot um and so you know I'm so grateful for people who understand that from my point of view but then I think as well it's just a case of like if you're like ask the question but because I'll happily say no but I think yeah it's just hard because it is still such a like thing like a couple of my close friends who know they're like what that's crazy and I'm like it is but it's just because it's not in the norm right um and I think it's yeah it's just I I get it as to why people who aren't in the community don't understand it because it's that whole like unless you're in unless you've experienced anything you're not going to know you're not going to have a true perspective Mm -hmm. um but I feel like there's still such a like what you like tall girls like what you you go and like do sessions to talk like you wrestle with them blah, 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 like all of this stuff and it's kind of like well if they're not hurting anybody then why should it matter right um, and I think there should be so much more openness in terms of the comfortability of just going and saying like look I'm a shorter guy I like taller girls I like being lifted up by a taller girl or a stronger girl or whatever and it's just kind of like cool who cares are you still a good person yeah awesome great
1: right
0: right, um um. so I think that's like one of the big things for me in terms of like what I want to do carrying on but I, I kind of just really fell into it because again just for ages and ages and ages like And on my personal accounts and stuff, I would just have people who'd be like, "Oh, can you do this? Can you do that?" And at the time, I was just kind of like, "What?" I was like, because I genuinely didn't even know that this was a thing.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, And even now, like when I talk to people and they're like, "Oh, well, there's this girl and that," and I'm like, "Who?" (laughs) and I don't know. And I'm like, like, "Oh, like there's another one, amazing." Um, So I think, yeah, for me beforehand, there was definitely a level of ignorance where I didn't know the community, I didn't really understand it. Like, I obviously knew it from my perspective, and I knew. About the stigmas and the kind of misconceptions and stuff with it, um but I think realistically it's so much bigger than what people realize that who yeah. who aren't who don't follow it um so yeah, I think it's exciting that there's a lot of stuff to be done, but again, you can sell up so many things in society isn't it so I think everyone who's just everyone should just keep doing what they're doing and keep being happy and living their best life to really insult everybody else because you know it, it's not them that matters is it it's them, like the people
1: no absolutely, and that's the the truth um i I think a lot of times when i -'cause when i you know I've been doing sessions i like, guess a you know as that as the guy for for you know about ten years mm. uh and was up into it much longer even before that, but um yeah. A lot of times, and you're right, number one is the safety of, of everyone, but especially the ladies that are doing it, um, mm. is that. But there is that thing of, and I've had some, you know, since I'm doing the podcast, having conversations about there's obviously whether you, you know, you're on your Twitter or on your website or wherever you have those boundaries, those hard no's that are out there. And for guys who are asking, it's like, Hey man, read, read it. Like, you know, that's a no, or I told you that's a no. But then there Mm. is that thing of like, it's not on like that session wrestler, that Dom's that amazon's like no list like a hard no but then Mm. they feel uncomfortable not sure to ask they don't want to be considered rude or inconsiderate or offend uh offend you and it is important that like i love that you said like hey we'll ask it and it's not the worst that i'll say is like not even mean i'll just say like no like i can't because sometimes it's not even a no that they're not into i had to learn that because i liked uh oil wrestling And I Mm. I was afraid to ask for a while. And some people just said, oh, no, because I don't have the right, like, bathing suit for that. Or I don't have, like, a a wave cap, or I don't have the right mats. But they weren't. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like, they're not like, how dare you ask? It was like, oh, just for this tour, I don't have the right stuff. But next time, I'll be prepared. So it is important to feel comfortable. Like, you respect the hard no's and the boundaries. But you ask that question. And just respect either way they say yeah i'll try it or no i can't this time or just even if it's just a no it's still all good
0: yeah that's the thing i mean obviously we're all going to respond differently and we all have different boundaries um but i think it's more just a case of like because sometimes it's just it's a mere compromise it -hmm. could be something that it might be like oh can you do this and it's kind of as you say like oh no i can't because i haven't got the right stuff or you know it could be something as simple as actually I don't feel comfortable doing that or I don't feel like I have the ability to do that kind of thing um and then obviously then the mutual respect comes on the other side of going okay no worries cool thanks anyways yada 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 um but equally it's that oh if you're not if you don't sit there and ask then a you're never going to know and I think it is really important like to be able to explore those types of things within a safe and consensual environment because I've had a lot of people who have said like oh I really want to try this but I'm worried about it and I'm like I get that, and the reason why I laugh is because I think it's really endearing because I'm like even just coming and you know with some stuff like admitting it to yourself can be I'm not on about like really weird stuff i just I'm talking generally here mm-hmm. um it you know even if it's just that like you might be a short guy and like actually your thing is tall- taller girls because it's sort of against the norm, shall we say it can be really right. hard to just go actually that's what I'm into um. And you know when people turn up for sessions and stuff, they can be so nervous, and it's so easy for me to go, oh no, don't be nervous. But I get it. But that's why I'm like, just come and chat to me. Like, let's just have a like a chill, whatever. Like whatever you need to be able to feel comfortable within that environment, because otherwise, you know, it's just yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to make my point, and I can't think of what it is. But basically, it's no, just, you're it's, you're doing It should just be people friendly, (laughs) kink friendly, like just be mutually respective. And at the end of the day, like open communication. That's like what I'm here for within the set boundaries, obviously.
1: No. And I think that's why. And I I hope a small bit of it helps. Like, listen, for people who listen to this, this podcast and people who are really doing the work, it's like I've had friends who even recently since the, the pandemic, who we're, you know, been friends for years and, they've been really cool and respect. They know that I like, you know, I'm into kink and and session and dominate, but like um, they always were respectful, but they were vanilla. And then over the pandemic, they started exploring and they found somebody, you know, started talking to someone. And that person wasn't like necessarily respecting boundaries. And I had to Mm -hmm. pull my friend aside when she told me, I go, I I know what's going on here, I think. And I'm like, you think that because that person's, into polyamory or that person's into kink or fetish that those boundaries go out the window I go absolutely not I go they're nice. just as important if not even more important so I'm like uh that's not okay no matter what I go what he just did is not respecting your boundaries that's bad in every world no matter what's your your gender you how you identify if you don't respect someone's boundary it's bad across the board and I'm like, I wouldn't be in this if people didn't respect my boundaries or show me respect and listen, you know, and show empathy and compassion. I go, 100%. and I feel, yeah, I feel like that's like maybe like secretly, like one of the biggest misnomers is people think, oh, like if you're into this, you just grab whatever, you do whatever, you say whatever, and, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, and, and then you go. And it's like, that's not how it is at all.
0: Mm-mm. No, it has to be so mutually um, respectful and I think that's the other thing because obviously for some people the whole non-consensual side does come into it and um you know if that's what you're into that's absolutely fine but the thing that I would say out of everything is have the conversation first whoever you're looking at you know doing a session with discussing things with you know even if I've got somebody who wants to do an audio call um Mm -hmm. about what whatever like i i need like i ask people questions beforehand about what they're into what their limits are and things like that because yeah it's great pushing your boundaries but there's no point pushing your boundaries if that's actually not your intention and you don't enjoy it whatsoever and then it's also about having the comfortability to go do you know what actually this is too far and then you're like okay cool then we take it back no questions asked whatever it's not like about me it's about them and i think that is Mm -hmm. one thing about getting to know the person that you're talking to you or sessioning with as well is very important like for me personally like everybody that I talk to and session with whatever they are very much their own individual to me and I like to get to know them as much as they're willing to discuss you know their stuff with me in whichever um format because I think it just makes so much stronger in knowing that you're building up that trust the communication because sometimes it is really hard as I say to not even just say what you're into but then go do you know what I thought I was going to like that but I really don't mm-hmm Um, so yeah, I think there's just, again, as you say, there is that whole, you think you're just going to turn up and someone's going to like whip the crap out of you or basically break your hand or something. And then you go home and with a smile on your face. And it's kind of, it really, it really doesn't work like that.
1: Right. No, that's, and sometimes I think I, I, to an extent, I I want the podcast and everyone's experiences are different. Even people who have been fans or doing it for longer than me. But I'm mm-hmm. like, I've told like those friends who I talked to about it, like, man, if you could be a fly, I'd like, I wish you would be a fly on the wall. And I mean, and I would tell them like, I, I wouldn't care, but even for the actual session part, but I'm like for the conversations, because some of the deepest, realist, most vulnerable, and some of the most times I felt connected to another human being have been before, during, mm-hmm. after a session. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and I'm like, if only you knew and people would have assumptions and I go, no. And I express this and this and that. And they're like, really? And I go, yeah, Mm. I'm like that. But like, people just think like you, like we've been saying it's totally opposite. And I know my experience, there are those who maybe there are, they don't talk as much and it's still respectful and a great time, but it's not the verbal and that's cool too. But I've told people like, some of the realest conversations have, have been around this and while I've done it.
0: No, hundred percent. Like I've got a couple of people, like I had a guy the other day who messaged me and was saying that he was like, Oh, I don't know if I can um, do this anymore. Like talk to you and you know, all of that type of stuff. And I was like, why? I was like, what, what's going on? Um, and anyway, so long story short, like he wasn't okay. So we hopped on um, a video call and I think we must've been talking for about an hour and it was literally just him venting and just him talking. And then I've got somebody else who openly admits for him that this side of things is an addiction. And he uses it as an outlet when he's extremely stressed. Um, but he doesn't necessarily do it when it's at a benefit to himself. He will put himself in um, difficult situations in order to mm. do this. So I said to him, I was like, right. I was like, look, if you are wanting to do something because you're actually wanting to do it then we'll do it but if you're doing it because you're stressed and you're trying to escape and it's actually going to have a negative impact on you afterwards I was like then we're not going to do it but we will just talk um and probably everybody's just thinking oh yeah but she charges whatever and I'm like yeah I'm like I do charge for my time but in those types of instances when people are not okay it doesn't become about the money like the guy that I was on the video call with for an hour like that wasn't like he didn't pay me a cent for that that was purely because I needed to make sure that he was okay because if you're not okay then you know and even if it's like don't be wrong if everyone did it I'd like have no time in the world but it's kind of sometimes again it's about the aftercare it's making sure that outside of the room that you are okay as an individual and if you've got stuff going on sometimes it is easier to talk to somebody you don't really know or somebody who understands the type of stuff that you're into and if you are using it as a means for escape and i'm not saying that all the amazonians or all the dons and stuff are going to be like that that's just me personally um and that don't be wrong there is a line that if you started taking the piss and you were just using it to waste my time then i'd be like look i think you're taking the piss now but
1: mm-hmm. um
0: yeah i just think when i say like it is so important to just you know look after um your followers or whoever you're sessioning or whether it's physically or you know just if you're not okay just like ping me a message and be like look I'm not okay and it's like okay why because sometimes it's that one conversation that makes the world of difference right um and I think again that whole the aftercare side of things is a big big um well it's in my opinion it's of great importance as well
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And I think that's a, a, a great point because and like you said, everyone is different. There's no standard. So some other Amazons may do it differently than you. And that's completely fine and completely mm-hmm. like their their choice and their their right. But I look at it as like a uh, as a human being, you care about other human beings. So if someone says they're struggling, you, you care. But yeah, then exactly. B, it's not going to It's not going to be a good time if someone's like struggling and you sense it or they kind of tell you and you say whatever you go through with it anyway, I kind of look at it like this maybe selfishly like you're not going to have a good time anyway, you know what I mean like it's, it's different but even like say for this show, if you came you were like I'm going to hop on. And before we started recording, you were like, I'm going through this. I'm going through that. I don't feel great. I feel bad. It's like, well, mm. A, as a human being, I'm like, well, you want to take some, we don't have to do this. And then also B, it's like, if you're telling me that and I say, let's go through anyway, like it probably won't be the best experience for you, number one, but me, number two, then like, you know, sometimes you got to listen and just be like, A, as a human being, but B, like, wouldn't you rather it be like when that person feels better or like then it's like more likely to have a better experience than if they're telling you or showing you they're feeling miserable and you plow through anyway and then a mm. people are like why was that miserable and it's like hello they kind of were telling you that the whole time like yeah they're not feeling it
0: exactly and then equally they're just going to walk away feeling even worse than they did before and then you're never going to see them again. And I'm kind of like, when you're trying to build a community, you know, even from a business side of things, when you're trying to build a a fan base, it's not just about the numbers in any format. It's they are all people of their own accord. Um, And I think sometimes, you know, I'm not saying that any of the girls do, but obviously you get it in instances with like celebrities and stuff where they almost become quite arrogant and they kind of forget who they are. Like the fact that they're just a regular person um and that actually everybody who does support them does it because they want to not because they have to and i think yeah that's just another thing but i think again as i say there's a lot of things that you there's there, there are different sides to me um and as we said earlier obviously there's layers and stuff there's a lot of things that you'll see to me where i'll be like i could happily kick your ass if you wanted me to but equally if <laughs> you want to sit there and go Do you know what? i'm having a really shit time at the moment i'm like cool let's talk about it like i'm no different to, you know like us just talking now you know
1: right right absolutely absolutely
0: yeah I think people should just take comfort in knowing that you know it's it's all good it's all
1: good so I I I asked because I've you know been following you and seeing you know it's cool like that you you have your clip store and you're you're doing sessions Mm -hmm. now like yeah. a lot, of, a lot of what I see, like I'm a fan of the uh, of there's a lot which is fascinating. But I, I love lift and carry. I'm a little different though because I like, I have been lifted, but I also I like to be the one to actually do the lifting. But I I see like a lot of times, like a lot of your your videos is going toward like. There's other things as well, but like lifting and carry. And I was wondering, is that a favorite of yours or is that? I
0: like... love it. I absolutely <laughs> love it. I awesome. it So much fun. Like when someone goes, can we do lifting carries? I'm like, I'm going to be having the best session myself, like 100%. Um, and for me, I'm like, oh, I need to train more. I need to get stronger uh, because obviously like there's only so much you can lift. And um, I hate it when I get someone and I'm like, you're going to be too heavy for me to lift. Like, because I, I don't know, I just find that side of things so much fun. Like there's so many things um, that I've actually done that I like, again, if you're telling me before, I'm like, I've never do that in a million years and I do it. And I'm smiling <laughs> so much right now because I do it. And I'm like, do you know what? I really enjoyed that. Like that was really good fun. And oh, um, yeah. it makes me love. Cause I walk away and I'm like, I've just had a great time. Like, I feel like I've just had a session myself, you
1: know? Oh, absolutely. Um. And that's where I, I love it as well. I love, like I said, I've been lifted once in a session. Mm. I, I, I love being the one to lift and I'm curious now, if you look back, was that something that you were always kind of into or did this kind of surprise you and like awake that?
0: Um. I think it did it uh, to be fair it wouldn't I think the side of how much like I enjoy it surprised me um but I think in the doing it not so much because obviously I love weightlifting and um that type of thing and obviously growing up again I was always that person doing the piggybacks and picking people up and side of it so that side um so in that side it didn't really Surprise me! I think the one that surprised me the most was more like the domination humiliation side, and mm-hmm. you'll probably see it in my videos at the start. I'm like, yeah, cool, and then I get into it, and then I'm like, loving it,
1: um, <laughs>
0: and yeah, and that's that's one thing I will say, and that's why I I go back to saying about like just don't be afraid to ask because there's some stuff I haven't done, and if I can't, I'll be like, hey, I'm willing to give it a go. Like I'm new to wrestling, but I'm like, cool, I'll give it a go. Um, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, go, oh, I'm amazing at this. I'm going to like thrash your ass every time because, you know, unless you want me to say that, of course. Um, (laughs) But no, I just, I love it. Like, I just think it's so much fun and I just spend, and I think that's the thing because I think, again, people think, expect it to be really serious, which is fine. Like I can be completely serious as well, but sometimes I'm like, oh yeah, let's just have a laugh. Let's just throw you around a little bit, see what happens. Um, So Yeah, I think, yeah. I just think it's great. I have subtle laugh when I do it, basically.
1: Do you have, and I think you you asked this, I I think I responded either on on Twitter or or Instagram, i responded to it. Do you have Mm -hmm. a favorite lift that you like to do?
0: (laughs) I'd probably say my most confident one is going to be piggyback, just because I'm like, I'm guaranteed that I can lift you with that and then kind of like run around with you a little bit, which is always fun. Um, mm-hmm. so I'd probably say that's probably my favorite is like any, or like, if you're like or anything where you're like on my back or on my hip kind of thing. Um, I do enjoy fireman's carry as well. That one's quite good fun. Um,
1: yeah.
0: I had a session not that long ago, actually with a guy and he does uh, like a, a challenge, like a piggyback challenge. And I was so impressed because I managed to hold him onto my back. Like literally, I have him on my back nonstop for 23 minutes. And it was so annoying because the timer died. I was going for a solid 30 minutes just to see how long I could hold him on my back for. Oh,
1: wow. Um,
0: so that was so much fun. Um, like we were just laughing the entire time. Um, but one that I do really, really want to try um because i haven't been able like manage to do it properly yet and then get better at is the overhead lifts because i think if i could do that that would be absolutely
1: sick yes yes that's that's my like the one i i do is the uh fireman that's probably like my favorite and over the shoulder those are my two favorites but the one i'm always the most impressed with and Mm. still is my i've been able to kind of do it um in sessions when i'm like so like if someone you know like a session wrestler like i've done it who i can remember jen thomas megan jones mm-hmm. a, a couple others when i've been able to uh even with uh sheena and amazon or goddess nadia like mm. they're on top and i can like press them a couple times like while i'm like on like the bed or the mat i'm laying there and i'm like oh like kind of like pressing them do like like a bench press yeah. i would able to do that, but I kind of want to do the overhead press and be able to nail it. Cause I think that's just like the ultimate lift.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. I think any of the girls that can do that, I just, I'm like hats off to you up most respect. Um, so I think for me, in terms of like my goals in terms of progressing, it's definitely um that one. So hopefully stay tuned because um, hopefully at some point you'll see me um overhead lifting some people, which would be, all right, love.
1: No, absolutely. So it's um a question, and I hope I asked this the right way, but a question that I always am fascinated by because especially in sessions or with doing a clip store, mm. like guys are very visual. So I always am kind of curious because a lot of times, I mean I read the description of what like a clip is, but a lot mm-hmm. of times I can be quite honest. Like I see someone in something that's like, ooh, like I like that bathing suit or that's attractive. So I kind of wonder like with some like is there like a, a plan, like a design when you're going into like a session or a clip of like, ooh, I wear this while I'm doing that? Or is it kind of just you pick whatever and just go? For
0: me personally, like I do try to um think about sort of what I'm wearing in terms of like a safety perspective. So it's quite rare that I'll lift in heels. Um, just because my ankle mobility is absolutely horrific and I really don't fancy snapping my Achilles anytime soon. Um, So a lot of the stuff I do will be in sort of more flat base shoes or um, trainers or whatever, just to make sure that I've got a good base because obviously if I've got a stronger base, then I'm going to be able to perform whatever I'm doing better with whoever I'm with. Um, In terms of what I wear, that is definitely one thing I need to work on. I definitely need to expand my wardrobe, but I am horrific for that even in my day-to-day life um like i'm very much like a casual sort of girl and then when i have mm-hmm. to like go out and get dressed up then i will um so i think it's in that sense like i'm i try to think more practically but also within if you know someone's kind of like oh can you um you know wear shorts or something like that and then i'm like yeah that's fine i try to work within the sort of confines as much as possible as to what they've requested um again especially if I'm recording with people there'll definitely be some form of discussion again it's just the communication making sure that both are comfortable um again if you're kind of like okay let's try this if like either person isn't sure if it works amazing if it doesn't no worries um and I think again it's just kind of that because I usually do them over like a course of a day anyways so it's more like within that time you'll sort of get to know the person you'll chat um and it's it's just all very chill like that's the easiest way I can explain it Mm -hmm. um and, yeah, they might be like, oh, I really want to try this. And I'm like, cool, yeah, let's try it, or vice versa. Um, so, yeah, whereas I know, like, some of the girls have the most, like, amazing wardrobes, and I'm like, oh, like, just so – you know, you just see stuff and you're like, I need to get this, or you just look amazing in that um, that type of vibe. But, no, my wardrobe, in terms of that, I absolutely suck at knowing what to wear. <laughs> so,
1: no, yeah. I, I always find it interesting because I'm like, there's those little – things when it comes to creating art creating a, an experience that like us on the outside and and you know overlook and don't think about but then it's like mm. through conversation it's like yeah yeah and i like i didn't realize it but that was cool that was like and that kind of like hooks you and it's like oh wow. Yeah. i never thought about like someone wearing that but also like wrestling in it too like so it's really like interesting like and I, I just kind of like have an eye, like I'm into like that and kind of like why people pick what they pick to wear and what makes people like, oh, that clicks for me, like for and whatever mm. part of the brain, like it's just, is interesting.
0: Yeah. And no, it definitely, I mean, um, I don't know if, if you find it or if you've heard other girls say, but you'll definitely get people who will mention like a specific piece of clothing or a specific type of clothing, um which is, you know, fine, because, again, we're into what we're into. But for them, obviously, for whatever reason, that particular element just elevates that experience for them. And, again, it's such a simple thing to do. So, yeah, no, I definitely think it is interesting. In all honesty, I've never really thought about it like that. But, um, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's definitely um, food for thought, definitely.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now in either clips or I guess it could be a session either, like two as well. Are there a certain type of clip or session, like a certain type of thing that you haven't tried yet that you're kind of interested in trying, like like to do? Um
0: in all honesty, I don't actually know. Cause I think every time that I do a session or I do a clip or I record or something, it always ends up being different. And then sometimes like I might be like, Oh, oh that didn't quite work but maybe it'll work next time or maybe next time if you've got slightly something different on or a different pair of shoes or something you might be able to try it so that for me there isn't anything that springs to mind that i'm like oh like i need to do this so if anybody has any suggestions like feel free to say because i'm all for like trying new things um but to be fair i do find that every time i come out of you know filming an actual session that hasn't been filmed whatever there's always something new that gets done or done slightly differently. And I'm like, Oh, that, that one was quite good. Or that was, that was good. Like for me, I think it's hard to say because in my opinion, like I'm still very new. So mm-hmm. there's so much still for me to learn. Um, But I find that really exciting as well.
1: No, absolutely. Um, And how has it been, I guess for you, I guess two questions, how has it been getting comfortable from, doing sessions to now doing clips and being in front of the camera. How's that transition? And how has it been finding like that that talent, like the male talent to be in the videos? Like how, how has that all been for you?
0: Um the first question, uh funnily enough, and I'm gonna really shoot myself in the foot by saying this, I hate being
1: in front of the camera. Like
0: when <laughs> I when I see myself doing sessions or and I'm filming content other people I'm like oh I hate it (laughs) which is weird because that doesn't obviously I don't think like if you look at like my Instagram and stuff like that I come across as very vain and very like I can be very vain and I can be very confident but I'm just like oh I'm like that was not a good angle I'm like girl what are you doing (laughs) um so in that sense I'm just like as long as other people like it like I'm Gucci because I haven't got to look at it once I've posted it kind of vibe um and then for the second one trying to find people I think it's it's a bit of a minefield. Um, and again, like this is why, you know, me and some of the girls will say like, look, if you want to talk to us, talk to us, but you know, send us like, whether it be a tribute or a contribution or something. So we know that you're not wasting our time because mm-hmm. if you think like we get hundreds and hundreds of messages, if not thousands daily from people and don't get me wrong, everybody, like I try and look as like at everything as much as I can. Um, but equally like, m- my time is as precious as everybody else's mm-hmm. and there has to come a point where you have to go okay cool this is also like a business element for me as well and I have to respect that Um, so I think the other thing for me is that in terms of finding people to film with um again you have to be strategic about it like what's going to look best on the camera like what's going to be viable for you what's going to be viable for the other person because again they have stuff they're not comfortable with so obviously with mine like they cover their faces and again i have absolutely no issue with that whatsoever but again it's just the conversation and figuring out what both sides are you know happy to do and what both sides aren't um and equally i think you need to have a an element of being able to get on with the person because I was I think that does very much come through on the camera right um and even during the session like nobody wants a session to drag like you do not want to be sitting there trying to clock watch um purely because you know you're not getting along with the person or you don't like them or, or whatever so for me like if I'm filming somebody if we're going to be together for like the entire day and I realize that I am very much like a a big personality as well as physically um so i will be laughing and joking i probably will be winding you up a bit um there'll be banter there'll be like just general talking that type of thing so if there isn't so, if there's somebody who isn't going to say two words to me all day then that's not going to work because i'm such a chatterbox right. um, so and again i think if there's that level of comfortability and you get on well then you'll get the most out of them they'll get the most out of me and then that then transfers into the clip and then it makes the clip so much better so that everybody who watches it is going to enjoy it so much more rather than it being like super awkward and like,
1: or like, no. (laughs) No, absolutely. Absolutely. Now I know you're uh, doing sessions locally, like in London. Do Uh you plan in the future to kind of expand either the other parts of Europe or to, to North America?
0: Yeah, I have, I have so many, I've had so many queries for international sessions. Um, And for me, like I'm very much a travel bug. I love like traveling around the world um, and going away and stuff. So for me, like it doesn't, um, people are like, oh, just here, there and everywhere. And I'm so down um, for that type of thing. Again, I have to think about things like my safety, my time, making it viable um, because obviously it's, in terms of travelling for international sessions and stuff, it's not just the the hour, the two hours, however long you're going to be with that person. You're thinking about the travel time, the fact that, you know, if you've got anything else um, going on in your life, which I very much do, then I have to obviously organise those things. So there's so much that goes into it. Um, but I definitely, definitely want to come and just see everybody sort of everywhere and, you know, taking the sights and essentially use it as an excuse to just travel more. Um, right but at the moment again because i only announced doing sessions um last month so i am still very much finding my feet with all of it but for the most part it's been amazing um and i think it would just in terms of you know coming to the us canada um you know australia wherever it may or may not be um yeah no 100 percent, i'm down it's just got to be one of those things where it has to be it has to make sense, like if I'm getting like a ten hour flight or a thirteen hour flight or whatever to somewhere, there's no point going just for an hour, like
1: right if that right. makes sense absolutely,
0: um, so yeah, no, I'm so down, it's definitely something that I think you'll see me a lot, especially next year, sort of going about all over the place, so if anybody is wanting a session or whatever, then please just let me know, and we can um talk about it. I haven't got this whole like, oh, you have to send me one email with everything in sort of rule. Um again, as I say, if you're sending me multiple emails and you're taking the piss, then I'll be like, go away. But um <laughs> equally understand that everybody has questions, especially if you're from like the US or whatever and I'm obviously over here, there is gonna need to be a discussion put in place. Um and I'm fully aware of that and I'm happy to have those discussions. But no, definitely hundred percent, hundred percent
1: That's awesome. That's awesome. So people listening like if you want you know amazon sapphire to come out to your wherever you are in the world like and like she said like not don't be a time waster but seriously let her know like because she it has to be like you don't want no one wants to come out and then like one person shows it has to be financially in other ways like worth her time because everyone's time is important but please reach out to her let her know so she knows you know Oh, this part, you know, maybe oh, the New York people want me to come, or L.A., or could be another part of Europe, but like reach out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's that's so awesome. That's so awesome. So I guess the final question for me is,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I know it's it's probably been like for you a whirlwind, like doing it, like as you're learning so much and so many new experiences, but um, I. I I remember from like the first episode I did, I did it with, uh, with Hans Vanderkill. He was on with me and talking Mm -hmm. about in ways that in our personal life, like outside of this, how this has affected us and changed us for the the better. It's made us better people. And I'm Mm -hmm. wondering have, and if you haven't, that's cool, but have you seen ways that it's made, it's changed you for the, for the positive, like in your own day-to-day life?
0: oh massively so i would say especially if there's any um buddy listening to it who's thinking about on like the amazonian side the dom side whatever thinking about getting into it getting into it just do it like you will always think of reasons even now i do it i'm like oh what if that's not good enough or or this that, and the other and i think if you speak to any of the girls they will all tell you that they've got insecurities that you know we try and not make as obvious as possible um but it gives you so much confidence like it is so nice like when people go oh, you must hear this all the time and it's it's not a case of that i hear it all the time but i every compliment i get or every person who's been nice enough to just like send me a message or make a comment or something i'm like i genuinely really do appreciate you and i really appreciate that you've taken the time to do that um and for me that's definitely extended over into my day-to-day life because now i'm like cool i'm a tall girl like less Rocket. um It's allowed me to be so much more open, I think, to understanding that everybody is different. Everybody has different, you know, um, struggles. Everybody has different things that they're, like, into. Everybody has little, like, not demons in the closet, but, like, things that they kind of want you to hide. And I think even things for me now, I'm always, like... Like, New Year last year was probably the first time I'd ever worn, like, heels out, like, big girl heels. And even now when I get people yeah i get people now who are like why do you wear heels out you're already tall and i'm like yeah but because i look damn good in them that's why yeah and um when i was younger i was always trying to hide and now i'm like now i'm gonna make myself taller like fuck it like for um i bought some big like they're massive i think they're like eight or ten inch boots recently um because I thought oh they're sick they'll be really good Da-da-da-da-da. and so many of like my followers and stuff have loved them and I'm like this is this is why guys because everyone at like all of my friends that have seen them they're like what are they and I'm like amazing is what they are and I'm like You're Halloween right. I'm like I'm 100% gonna wear those out on Halloween so I'm gonna be bloody massive I'll probably be towering over everybody but I'm like I'm gonna rock it and I'm gonna own it um so that is one thing I will say is that it does give you so much confidence it allows you to just you know just be you and it's all trial and error like there's things that you'll do that you don't like and then you go okay I won't do that again and there's things that you like and you're like cool I'll try that again and I think it allows you to just grow and experience so much more of a side of you that you didn't realize that you had in a really cliche way but it is very very true
1: no that's awesome And, and and I think um it's something that I feel like, and not just, it could be through kink or fetish. It could be through other experiences in life where, yeah, you find a community where you feel like you were on the outside and like you were misunderstood and, Mm. you know, by a lot of people, maybe you were, but then you find people who understand you. And it's like, um, I always tell people it's a weird balance. It's like, embrace that and you don't want to live in the past, but like, don't forget the past. So like, you don't do that to other people then, like remember like you don't like how it feels to feel mistreated misunderstood or made to feel like an outcast so don't do that to others remember that feeling and don't stay there it's like yeah I'm glad that you're feeling more confident and feeling more accepted inside and with other people but then i tell people i i I, it, I hate it then when i see then that same person later on they're doing that to someone else and it's like no i remember how you felt years ago. It's like, don't pass yeah. that behavior. It's like, stop it. So I think that's just so important. Like when you get that confidence keep it, but then remember, mm-hmm. like, like you said, Stay humble. That, right. You know, there's, you never know there's that young person who felt the way you did uh, either about the same topic or issue or about something different, but remember mm-hmm. that feeling and like, you don't want to, sp- you want it to stop with you as much as you can. Like, I don't want to spread that anymore.
0: Exactly. And then I think use it as an opportunity to then spread the, the positive side of it as well Mm -hmm. um, to enable people to obviously get that sort of experience as well. But no, I couldn't agree more.
1: No. So this has been amazing. Um, Everyone. So Amazon Sapphire stone, she's on Twitter at Amazon Sapphire S she's Mm -hmm. on Instagram. She has a clip for sale store. Uh only fans. Uh am I missing anything else? Uh
0: I think you've got the, the majority of it. It's all okay. good stuff. You guys okay. will find me somewhere, don't worry. <laughs>
1: absolutely, absolutely. And uh and trust me, as someone who's her clips are, are awesome and like she said, she's getting e for someone who is not and I kinda I understand how you feel because I hate my own voice, but I love doing this. So I, I understand when you say like you don't like being in front of the camera, but like you love doing it. And it's like uh, you can't tell that you don't like being you seem very comfortable and natural in front of the camera.
0: Oh, thanks. I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> so this is uh, this is awesome. And anytime uh, and we may we'll probably talk once we stop recording, because there's definitely want to have you come back on the show because uh, this is such a great conversation.
0: Yeah, I've loved it any time.
1: No. So for the amazing Amazon Sapphire Stone, I'm DRock. Thank you guys for listening to After Hour Sessions. You can find us, uh, the podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you listen to podcast, And uh, you can follow us on Twitter at Sessions After Pod and on Instagram, Sessions After Pod. So you guys take care.